Is this because of the duck thing? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I've not taken this hoodie off in a month and a half. And then when you're done, you feel the most shamed ever. There we go. Always fresh. What the fuck is even classic, happening? Classic sort of story. It came out to high critical claim. And it's Pokemon Snap. If you're pressed to take, it goes <laughs> Like, what Buddy. is going Buddy. on? I was on, I was on edibles. <laughs> not a pornography this is a podcast uh and you got the name wrong again i I like your duck shirt thanks it's a duck welcome to two dads in a podcast the ring to rule them all with uh, green nope nope that's your genre mixing here genre mixing alert no with the green lantern ring the ring, ring of willpower. No, not the, just the ring of power. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Will has the power. So this <laughs> idea was kind of floated out there into the, the web space by a fan, Michael. Who, Shout out you to you, Michael. <laughs> Originally, he was just looking for our sort of take. So Stargirl season two is coming out. And in season two, they're introducing a new Green Lantern. And this Green Lantern is getting their powers passed down onto them from the previous generation. Unlike... Yeah. Yeah, so the the ring was passed down instead of being, you know, bestowed upon them, chosen, you know, or so by it, the core. Yeah, and it's it's really interesting. Uh, so, uh, like now, nerd alert, ran alert, anything you want. beep beep. That's that's the alarm. You being a robot is also the alarm. So in the original Golden Age Green Lantern, a meteor falls to Earth. And this green uh, green flame is found, and and a lantern is fashioned from it. And eventually, there's there's no core. There's no Green Lantern core. There's right. You know, it's a meteor. It's almost more of like magical power versus being something that the universe uses to protect. You know, it's interesting. And so Alan Scott gets this power, and the flame tells him to create a ring out of it. You get the Green Lantern. The Green Lantern. The Golden Age. The original. Now, Stargirl is based off of the Justice Society of America, which is Golden Age Justice League, pretty much. And so it makes sense for this show to, instead of having a Green Lantern core, pass it down. Now, yeah. the wrench kind of thrown in here is you're doing this in modern day, and you have where modern everybody day DC knows comics. The core right. is where the power comes from, where the Green Lantern rings come from. You know, you have actual lanterns that you have <laughs> to charge your rings through, and there's this whole hierarchy thing with the Guardians, and, and so now and you're now, going kind of a little too far back? I, I don't know. <laughs> so my opinion is I love that they're staying true to yes. the original uh, story that they're telling. On the other hand, it, it does open a can of worms where... Uh, on one side you could get some really cool stories told like this but on the other side you're sort of gonna fuck with the fabric now, now of to play the a little devil's advocate on here there is the Please possibility there is the possibility that the ring while it was passed down to her actually did choose her because of latent powers because of the latent willpower or whatever it was but maybe it was powered down maybe it just wasn't and you that know. is the exact argument nerds are going to make for oh, yeah. this. <laughs> so it, there's 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 a lot of semantics here. There's a lot that you can kind of speculate on. So we'll just have to wait but, and see but, and watch more of Stargirl. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, great show, by the way. Anyway, we're here to talk about our 
five favorite green five lanterns. Favorite green lanterns, and we'll start. And this all this spurred week. off from this one. From this one conversation. N- nerdy. Yeah. This is what uh, happens when nerds start talking to each other. <laughs> so, so uh, what, what's, uh, what's I, your I think number it's five? My turn. Yeah. It's yeah. What's your number five. My, my number five is Chip. Do you know Chip? Chip. Chip. <laughs> so Chip, Chip and Dip is not the best, um, most powerful of all time. He's a squirrel. Yeah, I mean, his name's squirrel. Chip. He's a squirrel, and so he he's his recruitment was sort of normal as, as all Green Lanterns go, and he was actually in the same recruitment class as Hal Jordan, which means he most likely trained under Kilowog and all that, and, and it's a pretty standard story. So yep. with the Infinite Earths, they change. A little bit more they they give him a backstory and all that that's a little different and they make him this tragically pathetic <laughs> character of a man <laughs> you're, you're where, making a good argument here for him being you and your favorites <laughs> what's going on where his his wife <laughs> remarries his best friend oh, like Jesus. leaves him remarries his best friend and so he travels to earth which in dc universe seems to be like the ohio of the universe <laughs> like everybody just ends up here when they have nowhere else to go and is kind of depressed about life and there he realizes that they're the humanoids are not and really animals or anything and they're just kind of assholes so he basically traveling back and forth and eventually becomes partners with john stewart and then his life is tragically cut short when he is ran over by a sinestro corp truck yep the big yellow essentially becomes roadkill and then (laughs) he's succeeded by another squirrel they turned him into roadkill man they did they did is that why he's your favorite is because he got ran over by a truck Dude, you can't you can't make this up. I mean, somebody made it up. It's in a comic book, but yeah, somebody did make it up. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a it's a squirrel. I mean, that's why it's the good news is his successor was actually a really good lantern and like helped fight off the black lanterns and the blackest night. And you know that was really cool. Badge was you know awesome. Good, but Mm -hmm. you didn't like him as much as Roadkill. (laughs) I just had to. The story was too good. <laughs> the story's too good. Oh, so what's man, yours? That's, that's what do you good. got? So my number five is is a little more seated in reality for me because there's a lot more. You know, I can relate to the character, and I know people yeah. who can relate to the character so much. And it's one of the newest Green Lanterns, Jessica Cruz. She was created. Her oh, first nice. appearance yeah. was in 2014, and. She's really interesting with the fact that she has severe anxiety and agoraphobia, which if you don't know is a fear of essentially any space that you feel like you can't escape from. Oh, right. So literally, it's like a fear of simply going outside at times. So how can somebody like this be a Green Lantern who uses willpower to manifest creations and... Well, she didn't have a choice. (laughs) <laughs> she was i mean that's the that's thing. she how. was that's she how. was chose she was chosen and at first she real she wielded the ring of voltum which was a relic from earth three and it, it was, had, was part of the power ring of the crime syndicate and everything but she overcame the fear that the ring caused her to have and she was granted the green lantern ring upon the the power ring of the crime syndicate when that got destroyed so it's like this whole big crazy thing goes on and at first she she does struggle she struggles with her anxiety she she struggles with her fear of everything 
and can't even really create constructs, but she, she grows and she learns to be more confident and overcomes these fears. And for somebody who literally, and she describes it herself, she overcomes great fear every day by just getting out of bed. And that in and of itself shows this great willpower that she has and how you can turn something that seems minor to other people you know what? is really strong and really powerful for you. I, and I like 100% that. relate to this because I myself overcome great laziness every day by just getting out of bed. And yeah, so now, hey, 100%. let's not let's not downplay <laughs> actual mental illness here. I well, uh, you know me. There's actual mental illness here going on. <laughs> I love her character, especially oh. in DC superhero girls, because she is like you're talking about how relatable she is in the comics. Like if you watch this show, she's incredibly relatable because she's not the most popular person around and in school and she's always like glaring at Hal Jordan because he's an asshole and she's like why why does everybody like you you're such a dick it's it's great (laughs) and so so but yeah I I really like her because when she's at her best she impresses even Superman which is really really a big thing in the DC universe it can be it can come crashing down in an instant but that is life. That is reality. And I think this is one of the most Marvel-like characters DC has, <laughs> if that makes sense. Very true. <laughs> so my number four is Mogo. Mogo. Solely because he's a fucking planet, okay? He's, he's, the, lar- he's the largest <laughs> Green Lantern because, yeah, he, he's a planet. He's got a very in-depth backstory you can read about. I'm not going to go into it because um, it's, it's kind of boring. He's a family of of planets and stuff. So uh, anyway, <laughs> he is honestly, again, this is like going into chip. I chose him because he's a fucking planet. Uh, also because, well, he's wise. He's old. He's wise. He gives a lot of great knowledge to the core and to the rest of the green lantern. He's a place of safety and harborage for the green lanterns when they're in their travels or if they get stuck out and get in danger or something. He's also, becomes like the distributor of the rings himself uh, and so but the, the the only problem i will say with mogo is he is constantly getting himself in fucking trouble and having to get his ass saved he saves a few asses himself but he is constantly having to be saved well but he's a one one of the planet <laughs> one of the the lantern court members who saves him happens to be my number four and it's his partner bzz, yeah bzz. <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, look first off I love his name cuz it's literally just buzzed and he's an alien wasp he's literally the size of like a house fly but he is that's one of the That's not his most- name that's just the only that's the only thing they can say <laughs> and, and so it's just a miscommunication there I mean that's He's that's actually fine. he's actually saying uh my my name is Alfred yeah. I don't believe you. They're like, nice to meet you. (laughs) (laughs) But (laughs) like, no, yeah, I'm pulling that out of my ass for sure. I absolutely love this character. And honestly, he's one of the strongest freaking Green Lanterns with one of the, the, the highest level of willpower out there. And he's just this little tiny wasp. And I, I love it. Like he is, he has been key to defeating uh, the Sinestro Corps. He has, like he was literally one of the the biggest players in defeating M- Mongol from the Sinestro Corps, who literally goes head to head with Superman more than once. 
Well, he's like he he matches Superman so often, but this is in the yeah. Superman conversation. And this is a Green Lantern conversation, so we'll move on. Buzz defeats him and is key to defeating <laughs> him, and he's just this little tiny wasp, and I love him, but he dies, and then his ring gets passed on to the creator of the Black Mercy plants, and things get crazy. And so anyway, Mongol was actually created because nobody was matching Superman, and they needed an equal. Yep, and Buzz defeats him. <laughs> we're just gonna randomly start doing that <laughs> so uh yeah that's that's i love that um because in, in this it's so easy to just like you have top five green lanterns you could do top five green lanterns from earth at this point because yeah there's, there's just quite a expanding few. expanding so this is a great exercise so my number three is is kilowog himself kilowog himself he stands at Eight foot three. He's over 700 pounds. He's just a beast of a man. He was a scientist, a geneticist from his home world. It was an overpopulated world. He gets chosen to be a Green Lantern. He sort of reluctantly leaves. He goes through this crazy, like, initiation training stuff. And, I mean, he, he gets through it all. So not only he is he incredibly intelligent, incredibly strong, he's super creative and he raises in the ranks of the Green Lantern Corps at different points. But for the most of the part, he is the main trainer for all Green Lantern recruitments. And he's just integral to the storytelling of the Green Lantern Corps as we know it. He's an incredibly lovable character. I mean, he's so sweet and nice. I mean... He's just a cool guy, but he, I mean, he's also so powerful. He manages to save his entire planet, all 16 billion people by converting them into energy and stirring them into his ring and then relocating them. Yes, Sinestro wipes them all out later and he's not <laughs> able to save them again, but that's not the point. <laughs> he was able to do that in the first place. Yeah. Kilowog was... Shut up, poser. Kilowog was <laughs> arguably like he's arguably one of the greatest masters in the Green Lantern Corps with the ability to yeah. manipulate the constructs and create. He's like the fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi he is. of the Green Lanterns. Now, of, of course, people like Sinestro who are just, you know, uh, freaking what's what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Assholes. I mean, that's one word. Yes. <laughs> What's well, one word? They're like you. You just have the latent ability for it. What? 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 What did they call like prodigy? Yeah, you know people who are like prodigies, like Sinestro. Savant. Yeah, a savant, but not an idiot savant. <laughs> they, that's us. That's us. <laughs> Is it? Wait that's a that's second. <laughs> <laughs> but. You know, he's not quite as powerful as people like that, but he is easily one of the strongest Green Lanterns. And yeah, yeah he's a fantastic like, character. You're talking about you looking at Sinestro being uh if Sinestro's Anakin, you've got Kilowog as Obi-Wan Kenobi. And I I mean that's a pretty damn good analogy. I'm I'm proud of myself there. So what 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 do you got coming up next down the pipeline? Well, for my number three, nineteen fifty-nine. One of the first human Green Lanterns is Hal Jordan. I had to go with Hal Jordan. Somebody I, had to. I, I kind of, like, <laughs> I, I almost didn't have him on my list, but he's on here, honestly, just for who he is in, in the universe of Green Lanterns. He is probably the most well-known Green Lantern and easily one of the greatest and strongest Green Lanterns when you break it down. Sure, he's he definitely goes... 
the most popular. I mean, he is still. I, I mean, like you said, uh, how old is is has he survived the gauntlet that is DC Comics? Nineteen fifty nine, man. Nineteen fifty nine. But th- th- sure, he became Parallax and destroyed the entire Green Lantern Corps and went super yeah, evil sh- and got killed. Sure, in in other sure. iterations, he's been a Yellow Lantern and ruined a lot of lives he's ripped arms off and killed other green lanterns i mean injustice is just crazy though (laughs) but the thing is he's still one of the greatest green lanterns and he ends up you know after he gets rebirthed and he kind of redeems himself he comes back into the green lantern corps stands on the front lines he even goes toe to toe with the orange lantern lar fleas lar fleas I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Correct me, somebody. And the Red Lantern Corps. And to to kind of, you know, get into that a little more, the Orange Lantern, there's one because he is so greedy and so powerful that none others can have a green or, or an orange ring. And how Jordan stands toe-to-toe with him, no problem. Like, he even became a White Lantern, which is considered the strongest being, like, ever. Oh, yeah, well, so did Batman, so... Well, yeah, but... Yeah. <laughs> but that's no, the thing. Like, my- Hal Jordan, he's so... He's he's probably the biggest cultural influence when it comes to Green Lanterns. Very true. Very true. And uh, the, the difficult thing about reading the Green, Green Lantern comic books is if they haven't put a particular name into the animated series or into a show... You don't really know how to pronounce them half the time. At least yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like how Jordan... Honestly, I like his story more than anything else. Uh, him as a person, yeah. eh. You well, know? Yeah, he can be kind of a dick bag, depending on the... Especially the when he's played by Jason Spizak. <laughs> <laughs> but... Yeah, I I feel but like he, he had, set the bar. He set the tone for the entire universe. He really did. And he was the first of the the Lantern Corps. The Lantern Corps was created when Hal Jordan was introduced. So before that, it was the Green Flame. It was that, lantern, you know, what we were talking about with Alan Scott. So the fact that, you know, he essentially was the creation. He was there with the creation of the Green Lantern Corps it's so influential. It's such a, a major part in the history of uh, the these characters and these people. All right. Well, I'm, I'm on, on number to two. Jessica Cruz was my number two. Oh, nice. And like we have done in the past, you you didn't go into extreme detail, and so I get to fill in some of those parts, and I, I love it. So I, I could I could sh- kind of tell like <laughs> the way you were talking I, about her a little bit. Yes. I love this character, and she's the first female Earth Green Lantern, first off. She's important culturally because she's Mexican slash Honduran American. Uh, she was her, her entire appearance is based off of Penelope Cruz, which is ironic because Penelope Cruz is Spanish and not at all Mexican or Honduran. But you know what? We'll just gloss yeah. over that fact. <laughs> so 
she's like her story her she has such a unique way of becoming a green lantern where she watches her friends get killed in front of her and it sends her into this deep depression for years uh, over three years she doesn't want to even leave her house that's the, that's where the, the agoraphobia and the anxiety really come into play yeah and and that ring finds her through her trauma and it, it really tortures her while she has it and you know the justice league comes in they they help her sort of balance it out like you said events that are too fucking crazy to go through all of them happen with yeah. dark side <laughs> and, and and you know anti-monitor comes into play and so cruz gets killed so we think but ha ha fuck you volthoom oh, i'm having a hell of a time saying breathe this. breathe you don't have to talk that fast if you're going to start <laughs> breaking up you're going to start breaking up <laughs> breathe Sad. So she becomes the first official female Earth Green Lantern. And so uh, she's badass. Okay. Like you said, she has all these anxiety problems that, that she overcomes. And she even gets like killed, quote unquote, again by Darkseid himself. And that death that doesn't actually happen gives her the ability to shoot Omega Beams. So not only does she have her entire creative sort of green lantern powers that are only limited by your own creativity imagination sort of like you say willpower she can she, now fire off crazy fucking omega beams and fucking just, like nuke blasts <laughs> you know <laughs> not only that because of the volthoom ring she has the ability to summon the green realm and just cast people off into it so she has these crazy abilities that a lot of people don't have i mean she was even she was trained in hand-to-hand -hand combat by wonder mm -hmm. woman and so she's just this amazingly talented individual that struggles constantly with her own inner uh demons demons yeah like that that's that's where we were getting at earlier is the relatability to her character where she struggles to kind of accept herself and get over her own struggles internally but in doing yeah. so she becomes more and more powerful and even things that are really minute to other people give her extreme power because she's able to do them without you know struggling through them every time so it's really it's really unique i really love her character yeah i do too and i mean it's giving you more representation within comic books at the same Which time is really important honestly I, I i love that i love that so what was yours so my number two is is we've done this before where things are just slightly flipped and it's it's kilowog introduced in 1986 and for all the reasons that, you know, we went into depth with, you know, him being the, the drill instructor for new recruits and how he's able to teach them everything from just absolute basics of controlling the ring to yeah. crazy advanced construct and willpower application for different things. It's he is a master of the ring. And I absolutely just love that. That and he's huge and badass. And even without the ring, he would pummel your fucking face in. And I right? love that. I love that. And he he, he was a scientist. <laughs> like yeah. he wasn't even like well, he was the defender of his planet. No, he was he was a fucking scientist, which makes him crazy yeah. intelligent at the same time. Yep. And yep. his his imagination is 
out there. So he's able to create awesome powers with his ring. Like you think about like uh, Cruz. She was a survivalist, a, a hunter. So she often can do do projectiles with her ring, you know? Where you also have characters like Hal Jordan, like we talked about. His his constructs are extremely simple, but they're extremely effective. Whereas Kilowog, right. he can create some crazy things. And I love it. Absolutely it's love fantastic. It. And he's yep. also, you know, to go a little bit more on his backstory, he's also the only green alien Green Lantern that was able to resist Guardian Krona. Because he fought against Parallax, a.k.a. Hal Jordan, and he's able to resist the Guardians when they're trying to create this third army thing. Like, So he is so mentally strong on yeah, top of I his th- willpower, and I love that. I, th- I think he's only been infected by something once, and uh, I think Mogo helped him out of that, that jam. But he's he's fantastic he's amazing and he's such a lovable character in all the shows in the comics like you just love this guy he's not the like final mentor for everybody you know people go off and they get other mentors but everybody goes through him yep he sets the basis well that brings us to our number one which we both know we know know who it is who it is it's 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 john stewart john stewart 1971 favorite that is it's by far our favorite. And honestly, like I, I feel like that's 99% because of our childhood in the DC animated universe. Right. But that's not the only reason. I mean... Well, there's 1% you, to go. <laughs> <laughs> when, when you really get into it, he is probably fundamentally one of the truest, one of the best Green Lanterns. Oh, yeah. And, and he, he's the third human Green Lantern. So yeah. he, he's... You know, he, he's kind of taking up the mantle after two other greats. He's the and first African-American Green Lantern. Yep. The second overall African-American DC character. Mm-hmm. He, he was massively important. And he's, you know, he doesn't start. He's not the main Green Lantern when he comes into play. He is backup Green Lantern, basically. Yep. yep, yep to yep. Hal Jordan. Uh, after Guy Gardner gets hit by a fucking car. And like, gets brain damage and all kinds of crazy stuff happen. Yeah. So he's in my A and DC pretty much goes, we have to create a, a new Green Lantern. And this is just the right way to go. And, and, and originally easily made one of the, the best in our right, opinion. Right. You know, and he was orig- voiced by an incredible voice actor for right. when we Phil were growing Lamar. up. Phil Lamar. We love Absolutely. everything he does. Uh, originally, he's just an architect. And it's not till later on that that they retcon him into being a sniper for the Marines. And that opens up a whole new door of possibilities for the ways for him to utilize his lantern abilities. Oh, yeah. And really oh, yeah. become a marksman lantern, too, at the same time. And it gives him crazy powers. Well, and like his backstory and his his introduction is really unique too because literally his first mission is to protect a racist politician. And so there's this crazy politically charged story and, you know, growing up, you know, he was created in 1971, so having something like that in this representation then was so huge. And eventually, you know, in the yeah. 80s, he yeah. became full-time Green Lantern. 
But I mean, even then, like when he was first in, in becoming Green Lantern, Hal Jordan didn't like him. He was yep. like, he's well, that's he, he doesn't Hal respect the forties an or anything like that. And the Guardians were kind of like white privilege, much dude. Too bad he's in. And, <laughs> and eventually, even Hal Jordan comes to love this guy. Like, oh, yeah. who can't? Oh yeah, love him. Well, and then going even further. He becomes the first human guardian of the universe, known as Master Builder, not to be confused with the Lego movie. Bob the Builder. Oh, the lower eight Lego movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's just fantastic. I mean, they made him great. I'm so glad they brought back his comic. Yes. Oh, yes. Fantastic. I'm excited. <sighs> I'm loving it, man. I'm loving it. I can't wait to see a good Green Lantern brought yeah, to film. I mean, eventually, he he became the leader of the Green Lantern Corps as well when the Guardians were gone. So everything oh, yeah. about I mean, him he, is just he's done everything. Badass. <laughs> yeah, like he he is he's held like every role in, in like every level in right. the Green Lantern Corps, and we just absolutely love the character, everything they've done with him, and we can't wait to see more. But you know what? I don't care if it's Simon Baz or Jessica Cruz or Jon Stewart. I want to see Green Lantern back in film. Yes, personally. Yes. I mean, shoot, I can't they could even wait look. That. They could even do a badge movie, a chip and badge. Let's let's do this. <laughs> ch -ch -ch chip and badge, Green oh, Lanterns. <laughs> you know, we'll just get the guys who did the new Sonic movie on it. There we go. There we go. But the guys who did the second art, not the first. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, so we'll change that up. So. Some uh, some of the like more interesting Green Lanterns that we didn't put in this list, but could have. You know, Superman has donned the land, the ring. Even Batman. Bruce Wayne, yeah, Bruce has Wayne donned has ring. donned the ring. He even became a White Lantern, which was nuts. Daffy <laughs> fucking Duck has been a Green Lantern. <laughs> And even Harley Quinn has donned the ring. Like there's oh. an Sometimes, sometimes the ring gets desperate. What can I say? There's a ring for everybody, <laughs> man. Just go out They're, there. They've, they've even had robots don the ring, like Steel yeah. or Stell. Was it Stell? Steel? There's only one E. I don't know, but <laughs> he's a very strong one. So there's a there's a Green Lantern for everybody, and what we want to know is who's your favorite Green Lantern? What's your favorite? So, you can give us a top five, a top three, or even just tell us who your favorite is, and you can do so on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can email us at 2dep2020 at gmail.com, or you can even just comment on one of our YouTube videos. Do what you got to do. Let us know. Right, and if it's not Jon Stewart, you're wrong, but we still want to know. Anyway. Look, we can't tell everybody <laughs> they're wrong every time. I can do whatever I want, but podcast, God damn it. Your podcast? So, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> please, th just, uh, I was joking. So you can go on Patreon and for $5, you can watch extended episodes of our interview series. You can watch me eat bowls of cereal. And after our stint little vacation break here coming up in the month where the episodes won't end, we'll, we're still recording those now. But we will not be working on them any longer. When we come back, we're going to hit it with some vigor and get some more content out there, there for you guys. So stay tuned. Yes. And of course, next time on Two Dads and a Podcast. We are jumping in to the second Hobbit movie, The Desolation of Smog, and we are doing a dive into the comparison between the book to movie. So, so stay tuned for that. That's coming later this week. And as always, guys, thanks for listening. 
Love y'all.